Welcome to the Money BS Podcast, where I'm on a mission to get rid of the unhelpful thoughts we've been taught about money. I'm your host, Master Certified Mindset Coach, Belinda Smith. I help my clients make their first dollar and their first million dollars. Y'all ready? Let's do it. Mm-mm. Boy, do I have some information to give you today. Um, <laughs> first of all, we are going to talk about thoughts and feelings and, uh, well, some things that are coming, but I, before we do that, I need to tell you about where I have been, what I have learned, and I need to come back to you with the proper information. So I just got back from a bluegrass music festival. I actually camped, well, glamped because dad has a little camper, but I did it. I totally went and uh, frankly, I think I nailed my, uh, my time there. My mom died in October of 2019 and then COVID. So this was really the first time that dad was going to be going back to where he and mom had spent that time. And I definitely didn't want him to go alone. So I said that I would go. And y'all, oh y'all, here's something that I just, I just want you to know. I think that it's important. Like if, if we all have information that could help the group, then we need to give information to the group. I, well, okay. I happen to, I mean, I'm in Nashville and I happen to know uh, some of the world's best bluegrass players. And I, I think they're truly amazing at what they do. So I am used to a certain level of playing. It's kind of normal to me, but I'm, um, of course I've never been to a festival and, and all of that is just happenstance. Like it's not that I've sought anybody out. It's just that it's, you know, Nashville has, I've been here for 20 some years. So you just meet your people along the way. But what I want to tell you about the Bluegrass Festival, and this is all going to come around at the end after we talk about thoughts and feelings, but if you're familiar with the banjo, what I would like for you to know, and I want you to take this to heart in complete seriousness, the banjo actually never stops playing. It never, ever, ever stops playing. If they're playing a song, the banjo is on the down B, it's on the eighth note, it's on the 16th note, and it's probably on the 32nd note. And then when you finish the song, finish the song, then the banjo <laughs> keeps playing, they keep plucking it because it's already gone out of tune in the middle of the song. So the banjo literally never stops playing. And then you go back to the campground and everybody Everyone who's camping and some of the uh, professional musicians and everyone get they get together and they play music until about three thirty in the morning. So I just want you to know that if you go to a bluegrass music festival, once your soul dies, maybe like twenty four hours into it, your soul will die, and then you will be fine. But I just need you to be prepared for what is about to come. I offer that to you as a random. And awkward segue into what we are going to talk about today. Um, and then, it, like I said, it'll come back around at the end. 
So today I want to talk to you, this is sort of foundational in terms of like things I coach my clients on, I teach them, we do it and do it, do it over and over. And it's a very important tool in my toolbox regarding thought management. It was taught to me by Chris Plakey at the Life Coach School. I don't remember how many years ago, it's been several years um, when I was getting my certification from there. And so it's very important for you to know it. Just today will be foundational. So the thought model has uh, five main words in it, okay? So your circumstance allows you to create a thought. Your thought creates your feelings. Your feelings determine your actions, and your actions give you your results. Okay, so the five words, circumstance, thought, feeling, action, result. If you're like me and you need to like break it down, then I do CTFAR, CTFAR, and yes, that's what I do. So uh, I want to kind of give you an idea of the whole point of this. I believe thought management is so incredibly important, and I can tell you, I was so cynical before. I was just such a little brat. And (laughs) when this was introduced to me, I was like, oh my gosh, like I can't even believe I'm doing this, but I'm doing it. And having done it, like especially as part of my initial training and being so focused on it so much every day for months, it became a really important tool to me, which I still totally use all the time. And it's just one of the most important tools I have in my toolbox. So I'm going to kind of run a thought model with you so that you can see this is all about observing and being able to change how you feel. All right. But today we're just, we're not going to even work on the change. We're just going to talk about the observation. So for your circumstance, what you want to know is the circumstance has exactly no feeling attached to it. So like if you see a chair, you know, it's just a chair. You're, you're probably not going to, well, I I want, don't want you to have a thought about it. If you see a fringed sequin skirt in the grocery store, yes, I've done that just for fun. Um, but technically the skirt doesn't come with feeling. It doesn't come pressing any buttons. You are the one who assign a thought to it. Okay. You're the one who would assign a thought to a chair, but they're neutral. Okay. Just completely neutral. So today I'm going to use the uh, thought of, or the illustration of me going to a friend's house and her leaving a hundred dollar bill on the table. Okay. I go to a friend's house. There's a hundred dollar bill on the table. So the hundred dollar bill is completely neutral. It means nothing. It means absolutely nothing except that it's on the table really, but I don't even know if that has a meaning. It just is. Now, I don't know if I, if you've heard this before, but a few years ago, I started looking up scientific studies because I was curious if it had been studied how many uh, how many thoughts that the human brain has every day. 
And I found several studies. The lowest number that I found was 12,000, and the highest number that I found was 70,000. So uh, based on what I learned, we have somewhere between 12,000 and 70,000 thoughts per day. I have <laughs> I have no problem telling you that I'm going to put myself on the $70,000 uh, number, or at least high in the range. <sighs> I don't know where you are with me, but oh my goodness. But think about when you have that many thousands of thoughts rolling around in your head, the ones that you bring forth and assign truth to create your reality. Because obviously you can't bring all, none of us could bring all 70,000 or 50,000 or 12,000 to our consciousness and make a decision on them all day. So the ones that we are automatically bringing forth Uh, give us the truth about our lives. And when you stop to really look around and you think you see people and how they show up in the world and, you know, some people are really confident, some people are, are uh, very not confident. Um, Those are just think about those are the thoughts they're choosing to believe about their lives. Okay, so let's go back. The circumstance is I go to my friend's house and she has a $100 bill on her table. I could choose a thought, okay? There's all kinds of thoughts I could choose, you know? Oh, she left her $100 bill out, or, oh my gosh, that's all she keeps on her table, or, oh my gosh, she's laid a $100 bill out. Like, you see, it can go any way. Now, what I want to say is that in this particular scenario, I'm going to choose to believe that she left that $100 bill out on the table just to show me that she can Okay, $100 bill, I'm choosing to believe the thought that she can, she left it out on the table just to show me that she can. So if that is the thought that I choose to believe, that thought creates a feeling for me. That feeling for me in my head is resentment. You know, kind of like a little bit of like, who do you think you are? Like, what are you, what are you trying to do here? That's super rude. And so if I have that feeling toward my friend, then my action for me, I'm going to start pulling away because I don't want to be friends with somebody who would do that to make me feel bad. I'm just not interested in that particular scenario. Then my result is I start to lose uh, confidence and trust in, in her and I start to pull away. So all over one thought that I chose, all of this stuff starts crumbling with my friends, with my friendship. Now, a better thought for me to have chosen is like, oh, it's a hundred dollar bill. It's it's just what it is. No big deal. So my feeling is like non-existent. It's neutral. And like, it doesn't really matter to me. And my action is we go on about the evening and visit. And my result is my friendship stays intact. So want you to, to really notice if you're having a feeling, and a lot of times I start my models in the middle because I tend to notice my feelings first. So if I'm having a feeling of jealousy, then I, I don't like to feel that. So if I'm feeling jealous, then what I want to do is back up and see if I can find the thought that is causing me to feel jealous. Um, And then when I have like, and the thought is going to tie to the circumstance. 
So, okay, here's what I've learned in this thought model. And I, you might need to be sitting down or um, have your seatbelt on and have your helmet close. But this is going to blow your mind. I have learned <laughs> that everything is not about me. I know it's true. Everything is not about me. And it's insane how much I think about how everyone is relating to me, how the world is about me. Because the truth is, it's my personal world and everyone else is sort of existing in it, at least in my brain. Okay. So do do you see what I mean? Like, I'm in charge of how I perceive the world. And that doesn't mean that I always want to feel good. So I I do think I do subscribe to like the the sort of 50 50 uh, feeling thing. Sometimes I want to be amazing. Sometimes I do want to know if I'm depressed. I'm, I want to know if I'm in in that loop. And sometimes I just want to like, you know, wear a fringed sequin skirt to the grocery store after the pandemic and have socially distanced laughs because a big fat want to brighten the day. You see what I'm saying? So that is the uh, basis for uh, one of the most important tools. And I will be referring back to this uh, as in future episodes. So I did want you to have this foundation, but I also want to invite you to consider what are your thoughts about money? What are like, when money comes up, do you feel like, do you feel a tightness in your chest? Are you not worried about it? Are you somewhere in the middle? Like, these are just things for you to start considering, um, of course, that could be about anything, but today your challenge is to just think about money and what that means to you. Now, this comes back to the Bluegrass Festival because I think it's really interesting just how two people in the same family can have such different views. Of course, now I have done a lot of work. I have uh, invested a lot in trying to manage my thoughts, but we were going to the festival and I have this thing, y'all. I have to have my car. If I don't have a car, then I feel trapped. And I know you're like, well, Belinda, do a thought model on that, blah, blah, blah. I've done a thought model on it and I'm still in, I can't do it. I have to be able to go. I don't have to wait on anybody. I just need to be able to go. So when I was coming, my dad said, hey, you know, don't bring your car into the campground because they're going to make you pay for every day you park at the camper. You have to pay if you have an extra car. And so my little brain was like, well, I'm, that's irrelevant to me. Like I'm going to have my car. And so, you know, I've traveled a lot, um, thinking maybe $30 a day, $35 a day. And I, before I left Nashville, I'd already decided like, is, you know, it's 100% happening. I don't even care what they charge me. I mean, truth is if we got to, you know, a thousand, that might be a little too many, but yeah, not, I was paying just mostly for my anxiety, but also because when I was packing, I was just throwing stuff in the car because I didn't know what I would need. So we get to the, I get to the campground and I asked the lady how much it was going to cost to park every day. And my dad already told me, he's like, just don't waste your money. Okay. Y'all. I am not even kidding when the lady said, oh, it's $5 a day. So if you're staying the whole time, that would be $15 and $15. Now to me, that was literally laughable. You just heard me laugh. Like I'm planning like a hundred bucks or whatever. 
Um, my dad is trying to save me $15. And isn't it interesting that we have such different thoughts on the value of $15? It was a, totally worth it to me to have my car there to close where I didn't have to walk to it. it may have been a mile away or something. Uh, but it wasn't worth it to my dad to pay $15 to have an extra vehicle. I just think that's fascinating. So as a, as an interesting story, you know, I just thought like my feeling about paying $15 has really been evolved because, you know, dad raised me. So I have a lot of money stories from my family, which of course we'll be talking about, but it was just really cool to see that we have gone in different directions. And obviously I like my direction a whole lot more. <laughs> so listen, thank you again for tuning in to episode number two. I am so grateful that you're here again. I want to be cognizant of your time and I realize that your know, time is finite. So thank you so much for carving out a little bit of your day to hang out with me. All right. Thank you again. And I will see you next time. Hey, thanks again for listening to today's podcast. I'd love it if you'd invite your friends to listen in. Remember, it's not about the money. It's about the mindset. If you could use some personalized support around this area of your life, I do have some limited number of openings and I'd love to talk to you and see if we're a fit. The link to book a chat is in the show notes. Also, please go to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. Y'all know that every star counts. All right, I'll see you next time.